Welcome back, everybody, to Two Spot Monkeys Live. It is cold. I don't know where you are, but it is cold where I am, and I'm pretty sure it's cold where you are, Tom. Tom, is it freezing in Michigan? Dude, I am over winter. Like, here's here's the crazy part, and 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 I know that this is our this is our mo. You're here to listen to, to wrestling talk, and we're gonna go on a different uh, tangent. Good golly. And and I know that this has been a weird, wacky week in the world, uh, in the United States with weather-wise. I mean, you look at Texas, right? And, I, and I've got people who used to live in Michigan, family, who moved to Texas uh, at the end of last year. And they are like, I mean, they're probably, you know, their blood, their, their blood and their skin is equipped, but like they're not ready for this. And, and as many other Texans weren't either. Uh, snow and ice and all that other fun stuff. But yeah, no, in the Midwest, in Michigan specifically, we had a very, very mild year from November to late January. Very little snow, like nothing of, of note in terms of accumulation. And in the last 15 to 20 days, I mean, I look outside and we have in my backyard, in my side yard where I put the snow from my driveway, we're talking it's three feet tall, you know, and that's not three feet of snow, but it's, you know, by, by moving it, that's where you are. And then it's just been bitterly cold. We're actually supposed to turn the corner this weekend and get back up into the 30s, but we haven't been in the 30s for weeks. So um, nasty, like spring and summer, boys, you can't come soon enough. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, we uh, over the last weekend, uh, Sunday and Monday night, we're both 25 below zero uh, air temperature uh, here in Nebraska. So, and that doesn't even count the wind chill. Thankfully, we haven't had. You know, we get a ton of wind out here, and we haven't really had that. Um, so it's been it's been cold, but we're we're back into the 30s this weekend as well. So uh, it's going to feel like shorts weather around here. So. But as Tom said, you didn't come here to listen to us whine about the weather. Um, so let's whine about wrestling instead. Um, so we've got lots of things to talk about this week. Uh, first and foremost, though, we want to update our head-to-head competition. Uh, after each pay-per-view, we do that. And, of course, we had TakeOver uh, Vengeance Vengeance Day. Yes, Vengeance Day uh, was last weekend. And five matches on that show. And Tom and I had two matches or... No, one match that we were different on. I'm sorry. One match that we were different on and another match that we both just missed, uh, which we'll talk about probably in our, our three big things here in a little bit. But the update is Tom went four and one on TakeOver and I went three and two. Uh, the men's Dusty Rhodes Classic was the, the match that we were different on and Tom had MSK who did end up winning it. So uh, Tom and I are now tied 17 and five each after four uh, shows here so far this year in our head-to-head, and our next head-to-head is coming up here in this episode with Elimination Chamber coming up um, this Sunday already, because, hey, why not throw a pay-per-view on another weekend? Um, we have, like, three out of four weeks in a row here with pay-per-views, Tom. It's kind of crazy. So we will uh, get that moving along, and uh, we're going to start off, though, with our three big things from NXT TakeOver. Uh, Vengeance Day, and I see Tom is on mute, so I will go ahead with my first. Yeah, well, I just unmuted myself. So, listeners, uh, I'm going to ask for your patience in advance on this episode. Uh, You may recall, if you listened to last week's, uh, about midway through towards the end of the show, there was some puppy barking in the background, and those puppies are still in this house as we're fostering uh, through the Humane Society, and um, 
that's why I was on mute because I had some background noise I was trying to minimize to not have that be in the background as you were speaking, Jim. Um, so yeah, and, and, and interestingly enough, thanks for doing that recap. And we didn't decide today who gets to pick first because we're dead even. That's so, true. So well, that's, a, that's a thought just to, to hang out there. Uh, and listeners, you're going to hear it live as we figure that out when we get to, <laughs> get to that, that section here momentarily. That's right. There's no way to pause the recording. So uh, on on the system that we use, so uh, that's okay. We'll uh, we'll use an online coin flipper or something. Maybe I don't know. Um, so three big things from Takeover. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first here with my first thing, um, and it started off before the show even aired. Um, La Knight is debuted in NXT. I've been a fan of the former Eli Drake, the former Sean Ricker. Uh, for years, in fact, uh, a couple of years back when he was in developmental uh, in in NXT, I guess it was probably Florida Championship Wrestling then. I don't think it'd become NXT yet. Uh, I actually, in our, we talk a lot about our fantasy wrestling league. I actually drafted him, uh, even though we didn't score uh, Florida Championship Wrestling or or NXT at that time. Uh, but uh, I drafted him because I thought they were going to do big things with him. He'd been on a reality show with The Rock. The Rock was behind him. Uh, the guy can talk. He's pretty good in the ring. I just thought he had the sky was the limit. Well, never happened for him in WWE. He went to Impact, had a very good career there, was their world champion. Uh, I'm looking for big things out of LA Knight in NXT, and I'm excited. Uh, I was a little disappointed that we only got the uh, the at-his-home follow-up uh, with the reporter coming to his house on Wednesday night on NXT, but... Uh, but that's okay. Uh, at least he was on the show. You know, that's better than what they've done sometimes with, you know, uh, Q Peyton Royce comment here uh, with people after they debut him or they give him a big push. So, uh, but LA Knight is somebody I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with him in NXT. The only slight thing I think will be interesting to see is they're, they're pretty heavy on the top side, on the heel side, especially after um, some developments on Sunday night that I'm sure we're going to be talking about in our big things here. So I'll, I'll hold off on that, but they're, there's an awful lot of top heels in NXT, uh, which just makes it a little crowded for him right now. So I'm curious to see what his first program ends up being. Tom, yeah, I, what, was your, what was your thought? For sure. So it was so funny when I when I saw his debut. I did not watch the pre-show, so I, I saw yeah, I that segment either. in 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 the in the main uh, show on on Sunday. Or not, I didn't even watch it Sunday. I watched it Monday and Tuesday. Um, I smiled because I knew your affinity for him. Uh, going back for a number of years, I, I'm challenged because they really, they really made it sound like he was a big deal, and I'm sure to some people it may be. But like when you think of the past, and I know we live in a different time where like you know there isn't a buzz about a Keith Lee in PWG and Evolve, and then he shows up in the front row. So this is the way you have to do these things, and and arguably outside of like the recently debuted MSK um, and maybe other guys that are, that are just maybe not on my, on my visual radar. I know WBS signed some guys that I think will show up here shortly uh, in terms of like big, big or buzzworthy signings. This didn't really land for me in that way. Um, I'm excited to see what comes of LA night. Fantastic on the mic. Like he, he's one of those guys that's going to talk you into caring and that that's a, that goes a long way. I don't remember seeing him enough in the ring that I know that he has that part of the of the package. Um, so either way, so that's that's not my big thing. I just wanted to respond to your first thing because um, 
I knew that you, I, I smiled because I thought of you when I saw him debut, uh, because I knew, I knew your long-standing affinity for him. Uh, my first big thing, and um, I don't want to like skew negative, so I'm, I'm hopeful that as we have this conversation, it doesn't, it doesn't feel that way verbally from my end. Um, my, the, the biggest thing that I loved on the show was MSK. And in their win, not just because I got the pick and point and it helped me go even with you in our fun competition. I thought that was the best match on the show for my taste. Uh, much like you may remember when we discussed uh, the fall takeover where O'Reilly and Balor had their first match. And I felt like, wow, just making myself have that be destination viewing. It was a great, you know, two hours and 30 minutes on that Sunday night. And I was totally invested in the entire takeover. I didn't, I didn't, and I wasn't able to do that here for this takeover. And I wonder if that's a factor in how I, how I processed the matches. Um, maybe it is, maybe it's not. Uh, so that's a different subject. That's not my first big thing, but MSK just delivered. Like they gave us, they gave us more than what we had seen. So I think what I had liked on their tournament run was they were kind of adding a new element to their presentation in terms of what they were doing in the ring each and every time. I actually wanted to go back. I have, I have a PWG show, I think from 2018 or 2019 that I purchased and never, never watched, but it was the rascals and the young bucks. And maybe it was one more team, but I know it was at least those two. And I was like, man, I really have to go and just watch this in that environment to kind of get familiar with what their kind of big moves are and kind of how they work together in the ring. Cause I hadn't, had a really strong um, connection to to them as talents or to what they were doing in the ring. Uh, so watching them in this tournament has been an introduction in and of itself. But I thought that they took it to another level on Sunday and the flips and the dives. And, and Nash Carter uh, was kind of like, to me, the number two in this team. But he held his own. Like He, he sold well and he took that beating. And then Wesley with the high spots. Woo, that was good stuff. So uh, I was super pumped about that, uh, super pumped about their win, super pumped about their upcoming title shot. And I and I hope, fingers crossed, that the story with the Grizzled Young Vets uh, is extended and that, that when the Dusty Cup runs itself back, maybe in 2022 or maybe later in 2021, they've, they've done that before where they've given us a Dusty Cup in the first half of the year and they've brought it back in the fall. Um, that if they have that opportunity to, to go for the Dusty Cup again, I kind of hope that they sell the story that you know, the third time has to be the charm for them and there's a little bit of drama around their chase. So that was my first big thing. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Uh, well, I was disappointed in the outcome because of our picks, um, I can't be disappointed in the, in the match. Um, probably my favorite match on the show. Um, I thought everything was good. Um, I know you and I kind of just... It, it clicked more for me than it did for you. We've kind of talked about that a little bit uh, previously. Uh, and not that you thought it was a bad show, I know. But um, but yeah, MSK and the Grizzle Young Vets, I thought, were probably the best match on the show. Um, and and I'm, I'm like you. I didn't have – I've been very familiar with who the Rascals or, – or MSK, sorry – are. Um, but I haven't seen a ton of their work because I don't – I follow PUWG with the results, but I don't see every show by any means. Uh, I pick up some here and there, but it just, it, it's one of those that I really want to make time for. And I just haven't been able to uh, yet. I watch raw. So I know, you know, it doesn't make any sense, but um, 
And of course, PWG hasn't run in a year now. Uh, it would be interesting to see moving forward what happens there. Uh, and then they've been an impact, which I don't have um, access to access uh, TV through the, the cable package that I have, or the not cable, but the, the way that I watch TV. Um, I don't have access. So I haven't seen any of their impact run other than clips here and there and, and maybe a, one or two matches as they throw things on YouTube and that sort of thing. Uh, so their run here in the in the Dusty Cup has really been my kind of full introduction to the two of them. Um, and, and they're, they're darn good. Um, and I agree. I hope that grizzled young veterans don't go away anytime soon. Uh, I, I think that MSK versus grizzled young veterans would be a great tag title feud for a while here. Um, so if, if MSK were to win the titles, which you and I both kind of said last week, we, we think the winners of the dusty cup probably will do that. So, uh, let's, let's see what happens here in a couple of weeks when we have a couple of big tag title matches coming up, uh, at first, I wondered why they were loading up that March 3rd show, and then I realized that that's the Shaq-Cody tag match. So uh, there it is. We're, we're not naming the shows, but that's why we're loading them up. Um, so my second big thing uh, from TakeOver, I, I've debated where to go. I'll say my third, my biggest thing, I guess, for the third thing, which is probably your biggest thing, too. Um, maybe we'll both have the same third big thing to talk about. Um, but I went back and forth on this, uh, and I think for me, I'll go with Kushida's uh, performance. Uh, my concern when they brought Kushida in was that they were going to stick him in the cruiserweight division and make him a stalwart of the cruiserweight division. But they, we've talked about before, they kind of go start and stop with how they push the division as a whole. Um, Santos Escobar, whole different story. They pushed him really well. They didn't have the match with Cross this week. Apparently, there was some sort of medical issue uh, for one of them. I don't know which one. But um, they're going to apparently have their match next week. So we'll see where that goes. You and I talked about that last week a little bit, that we were curious how they were going to book that. Uh, we're still curious. So we'll find out uh, in another week how that plays itself out. But um, Kushida belonged in that match. And then Johnny went into Johnny takeover mode. Um, and, you know, so that would be probably right up there with MSK and Grizzly Young Vets for me for uh, best best match of the night. Uh, I thought they were both awesome. And I thought Kushida more than showed that he belongs in that North American title picture, maybe even eventually in the NXT title picture run um, or picture title. Anyways, you know what I'm trying to say there. Uh, so I, I was really happy to see Kushida's performance, which I knew he's absolutely great in the ring. I mean, there's no question about Kushida's ability, uh, but it just all came together, I thought, for me really well. And uh, so that's going to be my my second big thing was Kushida. Yeah, that match, I just wrestled with that. I It wasn't bad, but it I didn't think that it was overwhelmingly good. And I don't know, maybe I'm just like spoiled by the Johnny Gargano run of like, 2018 to 2020 early 2020 and all of those fantastic like match of the year candidates and maybe i have unrealistic expectations i don't know uh my my second big thing it, it, it's it's funny because i i loved it and hated it at the same time it was that cameron grimes music video and uh like i i wanted it to stop immediately and as it kept going i felt like it was going to get stuck in my head. And then when they ran it back on Wednesday, um, I just was like, 
it's like annoying for all the wrong reasons, but also catchy. Um, so I don't know if you've ever heard the song uh, Raining Tacos. Uh, if you haven't, YouTube it later on today. It's like 90 seconds of your life that you won't regret. Uh, anyway, when my kids introduced me to Raining Tacos. I won't tacos, regret or I won't get back. <laughs> you, won't, you, won't, you won't regret. It's, it's just 90 seconds. Uh, you can pull it up on YouTube and then, and then you know, I don't know, go grab a sandwich or if it's if you have your YouTube on the, in the same room, you're not going to miss a beat. Um, or grab a taco for that matter. Right. Um, it's like that. Like it's 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 catchy. It's funny, but too much of it, and you're like, okay, I'm ready for this to be done. Um, I hope I hope we get something. I hope. I, I, and not to leave takeover, but you know, we saw that on Wednesday. Then Cameron Grimes d- smashed his Lamborghini, and he seemed to not care. And there was no like reason for why he totaled that you know expensive car and if i'm not mistaken beth phoenix actually called him a billionaire so apparently with his uh his uh gamestop stock investments he became a billionaire uh there's a lot of ways they could go and there's probably not a better guy to do it with because of how grimes you know shows out uh and and it's vulnerable in that way in in a positive way um so yeah that's my second big thing um I loved it and hated it, uh, and I and, and I use both those terms uh, as terms of endearment. That, that hate is not a hate hate. It's a it's a it's a hated it because it was annoying in the right way. It's funny you bring that up because I'll admit that was one of the things I was considering for one of my big things. And it, if we didn't talk about it, I was going to bring it up as an honorable mention uh, when we were done with three big things or something. Uh, I loved it. I got to be honest, I loved it. Um, it is catchy and annoying in an annoying way, but that fits his character so well. Um, both who Cameron Grimes has been, and now this billionaire who, let's be honest, it's probably going to eventually, you know, he's going to lose it all. Or, or I think that was kind of the inference with the smashing of the Lamborghini as he doesn't care. He's throwing his money around, but at some point the money's going to run out. Um, and at some point, you know, he doesn't have another GameStop to invest in um, or dog coin, as he said a week ago. Um, I, Grimes, I, I sometimes he can be a little over the top for me. I thought the zombie thing carried on a little too long uh, in the fall <clears throat> with with Loomis and, and that whole story. But uh, that was more writing than necessarily Grimes. Um, he is so over the top. Uh, I just, I hope though that him being so over the top, he's really good in the ring too. So I really hope that just his being over the top doesn't pigeonhole him. Um, I do think he's a character though, that probably should just stay in NXT. Uh, I, Vince McMahon would not know what to do with this guy. Uh, yeah, he would get, he'd get a six week run on a main show and then be working main event every week. Um, yeah. So I do think he needs to stay in NXT, but I don't know. I love the song. I'm not sure why. Um, I'll have to check out Raining Tacos, though, because if if I could love that song, maybe I could love Raining Tacos, too. <laughs> my my third big thing is the big thing uh, from, from Sunday night, and that was Adam Cole. Um, Adam Cole's heel turn. Uh, although he never, I mean, I guess he was, he turned face with the whole Pat McAfee thing, but was he a face, you know. But anyways, going out on his own, it appears. Um, although still to be determined, you know, where do Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish stand and all of that sort of thing. Um, 
there's a lot going on at that top level of NXT right now between Pete Dunne and and Finn Balor and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick. And I mean, there's just all sorts of things. You got Karrion Cross looming in the shadows um, for now, ready to strike at some point, you think. Um, there's a lot going on at the top of NXT, which I, I love. I kind of love that, you know, it's it's chaotic. Um, but it's not WCW, oh my gosh, we're out of time, we have to go, um, chaotic. They're still telling the stories, even if they haven't, they're not telling you everything in the story, which is okay. Okay, I want to, uh, want to, like, feel like I need to tune in next week. And I feel that way with NXT. In fact, I've started to, and, and maybe this was more about having TakeOver and making sure that I saw the lead up to TakeOver and, and now... I wanted to make sure I had seen the fallout from TakeOver before we recorded today. Um, but I've tended to watch NXT before AEW lately, which wasn't my norm before. I was watching AEW, and then I would watch NXT usually on the WWE Network because I got it without commercials then at that point. Um, and that's not how it's playing out most of the time now. Uh, NXT seems to be the one that I want to watch first, which used to be that way, then it wasn't that way, and now it's that way again. So um, kudos to them. But Adam Cole, uh, Adam Cole makes such a great heel. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly to get to have singles matches um, on this stage. We've seen them obviously do it in Ring of Honor in the past and, and even New Japan wrestling um, for the Ring of Honor world title. But uh, I'm excited to see them get this chance on, on a big stage like NXT um, I think it's going to be a really fun story. I think it's going to take a lot of twists and turns. Uh, I know our friend Chris, uh, who has listened before, I don't know if he listens every week, and if he doesn't, he should. Um, but I know he really didn't like the promo that Kyle cut on Wednesday. It, it worked okay for me. It wasn't a polished promo by any means, and Kyle O'Reilly's probably never going to be a polished promo. That's not going to be his strong suit. His in-ring work is what gets Kyle uh, to the point that he's at. But I thought it just sounded like a guy who was at a loss for words and was just, you know, really beat up mentally by what had happened with his best friend, Adam Cole, on Sunday. Um, I did kind of like his line where he said, you know, come out, explain yourself to me. I'm probably going to punch you in the face, but I'll hear you out. Um, like, I thought that was kind of funny. Um I like the promo on Wednesday, but I am loving Adam Cole as a heel. Um, and I like, I kind of like too, that the follow-up was just him attacking again. And then I think he tweeted, I'll talk when I want to talk. Um, I kind of like that attitude of, I don't know you an explanation. I'll do what I want. Uh, I, I'm excited for heel Adam Cole part two, I guess, uh, to see where it goes. And, and looks like they're going to stick around in NXT for a while. You and I have been, predicting the undisputed era to move up to one of the main roster spots for months. And uh looks like they're not going anywhere right now. So let's see where this goes. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, I, I wish I was taking notes when you were talking just so I can hit everything. I think I'll try. I think I will, but I, I may miss some stuff. Um, first I want to respond to, uh, so I'm, I, I, let me, let me actually say my third big thing because it ties into this, but it's not exactly what yours was. My third big thing was the main event, and it was a very quality main event, but it wasn't what I was hoping for out of these two. It, it was a very good match. I think it skewed too technical for me, too much mat work, 
um, for where I thought the issue had brought us to. I expected it maybe a little more physical between the two, um, in a in a different way, like because it was physical. Like they were they were they were grinding and they were abusing each other's joints and ligaments and arms and, and knees and whatever. I just kind of maybe wanted it to be more of a brawl than that. Like this was like not not the level of Balor O'Reilly. And because that bar has already been sent set, um, and then I don't think these guys tried to mimic it. But that being said, like that was such a like a a hybrid of a of a of a match to then have these guys kind of stay in that lane or be in that space. It it lacked for me. It, it, um, so I, I I don't think I'm doing a good job of really articulating my feelings there. Um, but I hope I hope it's I hope that I'm conveying that. I enjoyed the match, but I wanted something different from these two. And I and I and I know that they're capable of it, which is which is interesting because they didn't have to like structure the match the way they did. Um with then which then leads us to the end and they fall out and Adam Cole came out in an undisputed era hoodie, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe he was still wearing that undisputed era hoodie on Wednesday. I know it was a black hoodie and I actually, I'm kicking myself because I finished them in event before we recorded this morning. And I know it was a black hoodie, but I can't remember if he actually had the arrow logo on it. Interestingly enough, and not that I want to like go, Oh, Hey, 25 years ago, NWO black and white, NWO red and black. When strong and O'Reilly came out for that main event, they had black and red undisputed era gear on. So I hope we don't get kind of two like undisputed era factions. I I think Cole is bigger than undisputed era, even though that's a huge part of his legacy. Um, he can go out on his own in that space. Uh, and you mentioned last week, you know, you did a call back to the SmackDown six years ago, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, Oh, it could be argued that you got the 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 NXT six now in Balor, Cole, Dunn, O'Reilly, Cross, and perhaps Roderick Strong. I think you could maybe add someone else in there. Roderick Strong, I think, definitely deserves to be maybe in that list, and I think that he's not even had the chance to to reach his peak in NXT, uh, despite being former North American champion and whatnot. Um, it's almost a bummer that the Elimination Chamber is a WWE gimmick and not an NXT gimmick because. Imagine a chamber match with those six. That could be pretty sick. Uh, yeah, and so the way, and again, we're going to carry this over into obviously the fallout on on NXT on Wednesday because that main event was was really good, and it really is interweaving all of these moving parts. I definitely agree with you. I think there's a Cole O'Reilly singles match down the road, and I can't wait. And and I would I would assume that whatever type of takeover esque show we get around WrestleMania season, that's one of the main anchors of that of that event. Uh and again, carrying cross and the 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 title picture, it's looming out there, but it seems to be like day by day distancing itself when you have like Pete Dunn pinning Finn Balor again on Wednesday. Clearly like that there's more to go there. Um so yeah uh, I'm I'm really giddy on NXT and and it's interesting. I I liked what you said about the Wednesday night viewing. I I think I traditionally um, when I have the chance and it's not always easy. And I've got two girls playing basketball right now, so uh, like we talked about before we hit record today, 
sometimes we're not eating dinner as a family until 7 or 7.30 at night, and that's really outside of our norm. So me thinking that I can watch wrestling by 8 o'clock or even 8.30 um, isn't possible because of all of the other moving parts of my life. Uh, so I'm watching things on demand, but I do agree with you that coming out of TakeOver, to me, the destination viewing for this week first was NXT, even though I knew AEW was live. And and AEW has been doing some really fun and good things. You know, the, the last episode before this past week when they had the, the main event with Kenta and Omega versus Moxley and Archer uh, with that Falls Count Anywhere Anything Goes, um, that show was taped, but it didn't feel taped. So I... In, I, th- I think that AEW is getting away from that that vibe that they were giving off that at least I was perceiving, um, which is a positive development. Uh, and yeah, so like competing on Wednesday nights for your eyes um, isn't a bad thing. Uh, and and some people are going to skew one way, some people are going to skew others. I think I think we can both say that we're definitely torn over which which and where and how our eyes go when uh, in terms of first priority on Wednesday nights. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, uh, it's nice to have that being torn. You know, I mean, it works. Um, I, I had downloaded a picture that I thought I could upload and then put up here to show you, Tom, but, um, Adam Cole definitely did have the, uh, the Undisputed Era sweatshirt on, on Wednesday night as well. Um, so it will be interesting to see. I, I hadn't even thought about the whole red and black thing. Um, and the, I, I noted that Kyle and, and Roddy were wearing their, their red gear, um, but I hadn't even thought about, you know, are there going to be two Undisputed Era factions, um, potentially? That could be interesting if done well or could stink really bad like the NWO thing did. Um, so I, I'd skew on the, on, the, on the former versus the latter because of who's involved in creative. True. But nonetheless, like you, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, you can learn from the sins of the past too. Um, and, and maybe not repeat the mistakes they made, you know, don't put th- that, that would be the one bad thing. You know, I kind of referenced WCW, uh, this is getting into dangerous territory when I mentioned the whole, you know, we got to go. It's crazy. See you next week. Um, the chaos at the top of NXT, let's just not divide them all into two factions. Like don't, don't do that. Um, you know, and the last thing we need is, um, you know, Leon Ruff joining the Undisputed Era, red or black, or something stupid um, like that. So, uh, other NXT thoughts? I know, you know, those were our three big things. Um, I I will say one for me. Um, after no build up to her debut whatsoever, they put Zoe Stark over really strong on Wednesday. So I'm interested to see where she goes. Um, the former Lacey Ryan. It's a name I've heard. It's not somebody I'm at all familiar with. Um, looked pretty good on Wednesday, though, and I, it was just odd that there had been no no vignettes building to her or anything. It was just all of a sudden, like right before her match, it was Zoe Stark debuts next on NXT, and I thought, who the hell is Zoe Stark? <laughs> and and then she debuted, and uh, interesting, new character. Yeah, she was in the Dusty Cup, but they had her match on 205 Live, if I'm not mistaken. It's and it's interesting that that she's the one that gets the the kind of the spotlight to start with, because um, Elena Black and Priscilla Kelly, who are obviously Cora Jade and um, whatever the other name is, Alan, uh, Alan, something Allen, Gigi, 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 Gigi Allen. 
Gigi Allen. Yeah, Gigi Allen. Like those, obviously, I think, to, at least from my perspective and my kind of frame of reference, were the bigger like indie names. So, yeah. um, but Stark has a good look, and to, I mean, yeah, without a doubt. One thing, I, have you heard? Uh, there was a little bit of a rumbling. I think it was yesterday on social media um, about uh, a pilot being filmed for like NXT Evolve. Uh, so I just wanted to like get your thoughts if you had heard about that and, and, and kind of what you may perceive that to be. We don't obviously know yet and it may come out. And, and again, too, with the network going to Peacock in the next five weeks, that's interesting, too, because I didn't know that they were going to give us like new content. Like I expected new content, but more like takeovers, NXT, you know, 24, you know, docs, 365s, but not like a new like spinoff show right and I, I think it's a month from today maybe even the 19th um that it moves the 18th 19th something like that it moves um so yeah we're just a month away from the move to peacock um yeah nxt evolve i actually read this morning they've actually already created title belts for it so to me that means it's a whole different brand it's not even it's like nxt uk as a brand instead of just a second show it's not it's not, uh, you know, thunder to NXT's Nitro, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, you know, I, I get a little worried about how many brands are we going to have and 57 million titles and, you know, all of that. It, it sounded to me when I first heard about it a few weeks back, before I ever heard the Evolve name uh, tied to it, it sounded to me like it's going to be more for the developmental, the 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 developmental talent they've, they've signed who they think aren't quite ready for NXT proper on USA. So almost the, if you, if you consider NXT AAA to Ron Smackdown being the big leagues, quote unquote, which I think you can make an argument that they shouldn't be because they're on USA and they should all be equal. But let's be honest, it's not how Vince looks at it. Um, so if you consider NXT AAA, this would be like double A um, to use a baseball reference that you and I both would know very well um that could be interesting and watching people progress from then i guess nxt evolve to nxt to main roster could be again interesting part of me says where am i going to fit one more hour into wrestling watching like what's going to give something's got to give um you know i i don't often have points in my week where i don't have something sitting on the dvr um that I feel like, oh, okay, I got to watch it. I still haven't seen it now. I've, I've stayed up on MLW since they restarted. I haven't seen the last two episodes, though, because I haven't gotten to them. Uh, that's become kind of the the last thing I catch. Um, and I'm a little behind on that now, trying to keep up on everything else. So it'll be, if and when it gets announced, which I would assume would get announced sometime around the Peacock move, uh, you would expect some big announcements around that, you know. And now that we're on Peacock, you know, here's, this thing, um, I, it'll be interesting. And it sounds, I also read that it's kind of got a, an almost a raw underground kind of feel to it. And then at one time it was going to be called NXT underground before they did raw underground, uh, more of a fight feel. And I just don't get too gimmicky, uh, for a whole brand. Like, I don't know if I want that. Um, I know MLW had a, a fight themed episode this week on fight Island, for a one-off episode, I think you're fine to do, th you know, themed things. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. What, what were your thoughts as you saw it, Tom? Yeah. Uh, I mean, to your, to your point, uh, I, I've had 
a number of times in the last two weeks where I basically just had to like cut my losses for lack of a better term and not watch wrestling. I wanted to watch. Uh, there were two kind of bigger new Japan shows last week. I was holding out hope staying spoiler free. And I got to the point uh, as it relates to kind of just looking at like all of the commitments I have in life and the things I want to watch uh, and the things I need to do. And I basically just said, okay, I'm going to go check out the results and I'm going to choose to not watch it. Um, so that was a bummer. Um, but if I hear there was, you know, a match worth going out of my way to see, I, I will. Um, so adding more wrestling to watch, oh my, like, okay, well, I guess I just have to stop working. Uh, so, you know, where's that Cameron Grimes money? Can I, can I get a, can I get a mill cam? And uh, then, then we're good. And then, you know, then there will be no delay ever in two spot monkeys live. Cause uh, I'll get my camera fixed. You'll see me. I'll have makeup done uh, and you know, all of my problems will be solved. Um, and then I can watch all the rest Through of the, the moon. Through the moon. Exactly. Uh, so I, I, when I think of like the developmental to the developmental, I can't think of guys in the system right now or girls in the system that I could see them spotlighting, but I think it's good for them to have the opportunity. And again, until we get crowds back in some capacity, like, and this is maybe a bigger question that I that I don't know that we want to delve too deep into today, but you know the idea of of, of talents working to a crowd versus working to a camera is an important trait that they need to develop. And I don't know that in the last twenty, yeah, uh, no, the last fifteen months, give or take, that a lot of talents have had that opportunity, or it's or it's definitely been minimized if they definitely were in the WWE system, um, you know this shift gets them kind of TV ready, if you will, and kind of knowing how to, to wrestle towards the hard cam and, and, and pacing matches for kind of a television product. But it, you know, I think, I think they were learning a lot when they were doing like Florida loops of NXT house shows to develop character and to try stuff out in a safe space before bringing it to TV. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm eager. I, I mean, again, another title, if it's going to be kind of, like true fight feel how do you how do you how do you sell that you know by ha but then having a pro wrestling title involved so eager to see i hope it gets announced soon um i, I did laugh at a funny tweet and funny maybe the wrong terminology like gabe sapolsky because again his history with evolve and his former you know life as an independent wrestling booker and he's been very clear to say that you know that's that, that chapter of his life has has ended for now um because he's on the wwe nxt creative side of things and because of you know the the linkage of him and evolve again they'll be ever they'll be forever linked but you know daniel bryan should be forever linked to that too because he's actually the one that's coined the name uh that actually would be actually is side note if daniel bryan wasn't a big uh star on smackdown i'd love to see him become the face of uh nxt evolve that's another ball of wax uh so yeah, Having so, him on the debut episode though would be pretty darn cool. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. So and again, especially with Daniel Bryan saying that, you know, his time as a full-time in-ring competitor um is is kind of maybe in that sunset phase. Um yeah. Again, we're not here to you you, you wouldn't you wouldn't be surprised when you hear us armchair book because that's what we do. Um but yeah, so whenever whenever this does get announced and how it plays out and who's featured, it will be challenging. Uh, from a logistical standpoint, but fun to watch. 
Absolutely. And, and, and I'm sure the first couple of episodes will be no problem for me to fit in. Um, Cause I'll just make it happen. And then after that life will catch up, I'm sure. Um, so we shall see. Before we jump into Elimination Chamber, though, let's just chat a little Ring of Honor. We haven't chatted about them, gosh, since Final Battle, probably. Um, it feels like, anyways. Uh, they've had some some good TV shows uh, leading up. They have announced their next pay-per-view, the 19th anniversary show, uh, which is coming up at the end of March, I believe. Yep. I Friday, date. Friday, March 26th. Okay, that was the date that was in my head, but I wasn't 100% sure if I was mixing that up with something else. Uh, all the titles will be defended on the 19th anniversary show. Uh, you and I have both talked and posted on their Facebook group and, and elsewhere about um, the missed opportunity they've got here, though, that they could have been doing some live things or live to tape or, or something specials on Honor Club between Final Battle and now. But regardless, we now are in the build to the 19th anniversary show. A couple of big weeks of TV coming up as well with the six-man tag team championship match finally happening uh, this weekend between uh, Mexi Squad and uh, Shane Taylor Promotions. And then Shane Taylor gets title shots on back-to-back -back weeks because he gets his Ring of Honor world title shot next week on the championship Saturday edition of Ring of Honor Wrestling as well as Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal defending the titles against the winners of a tag match from this week's coming episode, the Briscoes versus Kenny King and Dragon Lee. Um, they, they've loaded up a couple of shows here. Uh, it it certainly has taken a shift in my mind when you see the full roster back now for these new tapings. Uh, they'd had to obviously miss some people on the first couple of tapings due to, to COVID restrictions and, and due to some COVID tests. Uh, but boy, when that roster filled out here for these tapings, there's some stuff coming, Tom. There is, yeah. And uh, it, it's interesting because it seemed like coming out of Final Battle that the definite feud was La Faction in Gonabur. And ah, I'm going to mess it up. The, you know, Roosh and family. Um, <laughs> I, I can say it. I just didn't say it there. So laugh, <laughs> laugh along with me, folks. Uh, versus the foundation. And they haven't gone away with that. But I think the last two weeks, they've, they've refocused that. And I don't know how that's going to lead us into the anniversary show. Uh, side note, I'm bummed by the date they chose, um, only selfishly because that will be if the NCAA tournament goes according to script. That's going to be a big night for the NCAA tournament on a Friday. Uh, so unfortunately, um, that's where my probably my lo my loyalty will go on that night. Uh, so I can't say or can't commit to prioritizing um, the, the 19th anniversary show, at least for sure on that night. And again, depending on how the card shakes out, I may or may not choose to to renew Honor Club for that. Um, we'll you, you'll hear it here as it plays out in terms of that discussion. I know we'll pick that. And again, and I and I definitely have been committed to and enjoyed watching Ring of Honor weekly. Uh, but yeah, so two weeks ago you had an eight man tag with Russian Family and Flip Gordon versus Brody King the Briscoes and PCO and that went to a no contest and it was nuts. And then they closed the show with the foundation looking on, you know, really saying, this is not what we want our promotion to be. This is not the product we want. And then they follow that back up with last week's episode where you had, you know, uh, you can call it the strange bedfellows six man tag, but it really wasn't. It was just kind of like a random draw in the back with uh, the foundation members um, with 
with special guests, Freddie A. High and Wheeler Utah, uh, doing a six-man tag and then just really having, you know, doing doing wrestling the way they think it needs to be done. Um, and then the, I think the, the, the thing that can't be missed on that is the, the continued development or the promotion of, of Rhett Titus. They've now been calling out Rhett, getting some very significant wins of late. Um, so that was interesting. That was fun to watch. Uh, it'll be it'll be cool to see where that goes. Actually, my most favorite thing on the most recent TVs um, was them getting away from uh, the the pre match uh, like vignettes where the talent talks with the foundation match. They did that at the beginning of the show, and it was it was not very much like that sit down and then clip based. It was them kind of backstage saying, "Hey, this is what we want to do. This is how we're going to do it." Let's go out and, and, and do it. And then when they went to that match, it was, there was no, it, the, 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 the table was already set for that. So I appreciated that just as a way of like, I really liked the, the sports build and the backstage kind of the, 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 the vignettes, if you will, for most matches. But that was one where I liked that they deviated from that norm and gave us what they gave us instead. And, and I think it's, it's good for them to do some different things. Um, do the sports build for some things, especially if you're introducing characters or reintroducing characters or th- that sort of thing. Um, I thought it was smart that they did it with the LSG Tony Deppen because both of those guys are are not super well known to the Ring of Honor audience, at least in their current iterations. Um, LSG obviously was was in coast to coast and they had their cup of coffee, you know, and, and had a couple of big wins, but just never really got traction going um, in my mind. And, and Deppen obviously has just been in since final battle. Um, well, since the pure tournament, I guess, and then final battle. But um, so I think it works in some ways. I don't, the foundation didn't need it. So I, I agree with you. I think that was, that was smart. I also like that they're doing some week to week booking um, that what happens on one week show matters the next week kind of thing, uh, which is wrestling one one and And maybe they've been intentionally trying to not do some of that. Uh, which is okay too, but but I think it helps the weekly viewer go. Oh, I want to. I got to see what happens next week because of what happened this week. Um, so the Briscoes versus Kenny King and Dragon Lee. Um, I think there's a number of storylines going on in there. The Briscoes have reunited, albeit is it a, ten, a tentative? Is there still some tension there? Um, I think well that'll be interesting to watch play out this weekend. Kenny King obviously and Dragon Lee. Um, you know would seem to be the favorites to win this match, even though they're not um, the established tag team that the Briscoes are, but getting to La Faccion and Gonables versus the foundation for the tag titles on championship uh, Saturday would certainly beef that either of the two teams winning beef that show up. But, you know, that's obviously the storyline they're telling right now Um, rather than the Briscoes, the the Briscoes versus lethal and Gresham is, is good. And, They've played up that the Briscoes haven't had their rematch and all of that sort of thing. I love the Briscoes, but I've seen the Briscoes in tag title matches about 8,000 times in Ring of Honor. Um, Gresham and Lethal versus King Lee is fresh to me, so I'd kind of almost rather see that on Championship Saturday. Um, two, and- two, sorry to jump in. Two things I'd like to hear your thoughts on. Yeah. First, um, and I think I'm, I'm 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 checking to see if I heard you correctly and, and and with my understanding. I feel like the Briscoes are automatically owed a tag title shot. Is that a, is that a fair statement to make? They they certainly should be. Okay. Now, 
argument could be made that they were given that tag title shot at final battle and Jay Briscoe chose not to be a part of it. Okay. I don't know. You could go okay. that way. Yeah. So, so, so with it, with that, with, with however you want to, you know, explain that logic or address that logic to have them have to fight for a title shot isn't wrong, but like, I wish there would be a little bit more clarity about that. Um, and then the real big question is, did you, did you just want to like punch your TV when you watch that backstage Briscoe segment? That was, I'm going to call it moderated by Quinn McKay. Like that's not like if, if, if you, if you say you liked that and I'm not talking to you, Jim, but I am talking to you or anyone who's listening like, and you think that's good TV. I'm sorry. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, as much as I, you know, was maybe on the other side of the coin on the Cameron Grimes video. Uh, we're on the same side of the coin on this one. Um, now, I will say I have never wanted to punch my TV when Quinn McKay is on it. Um, I think she does a great job, and I'm really sorry that she had to be a part of that that video, um, of that backstage segment, because, yeah, it was... I'll be honest. Over the last couple of years, probably, I, I don't need Mark Briscoe talking I, I just don't. He, he's too over the top for me. I love him in the ring. Um, you and I have both been lucky enough to meet Mark a couple of times and, you know, super nice guys. Um, I just, yeah, it's a little too much for me. So his whole, you know, get on the boat, get on the boat, we're getting on the boat, we're getting on the boat, we got a boat. Um, I don't know. And that's why I say even the like forearm bump that they did or whatever, um, the Bash Brothers, you know, from Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco days. Um, there's a callback for those of us that are old. Um, I don't know. It still seems tentative to me. That's why I say I, I just think there's something more there. But boy, they could have told that a whole lot better. It was it was cringeworthy. I agree. Um, well, and I Honor's best moment in their rebooted TV show. No, and 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 that, that's just I guess so. That's where I'm. I thank you for. I mean, not that I want you to agree with me, or, or, but I'm glad. I'm glad that I wasn't alone in feeling that way. Um, in the same breath, that with the lineage of their history and their championship pedigree, like I know they're country boys, but like the way they presented it, Mark more than than anything, but even Jay like stooping to his level, like that's not like. Like be, be like have a brother moment. Say, look, yo, I was wrong. Like, and Jay was being stubborn, and that's fine. But I don't know. Like, whoever wrote that and whoever agreed to film it and then watched it back, and they're like, yeah, we got a tape there. We're good. Like, okay, you need to. You, like, when you look at the scope of all of the other things you're doing on TV, and then you pull that kind of nugget out, it's the Sesame Street. Which one of these things is not like the other? Yeah, I mean, if. If someone had never seen Ring of Honor and that was the moment they turned it on, they're probably not coming back. Uh, yeah. Now, I, and I think I was going to say real quick too, left turn, right turn, moving on. Um, I think they've missed a, an opportunity. I like that they're loading up Championship Saturday, um, their, their TV show. Why not make that an Honor Club special? There you go. If you want, if you want to bring revenue in, right? Why not make you know put those two matches and and throw a, a well? Let's see. You got your pure champ and your TV champ maybe already 
involved, your world champ. I don't know. Figure it out. Um, maybe your six-man tag champs. Maybe they're already all in those matches. You might have every title on the show next Saturday, a week from now, not all being defended. But if if Dragon Lee and Kenny King win this week, then the TV champ will be in the tag title match. If Shane Taylor Promotions wins this week, one-third one of the six-man champs will be in the world title match. Holy smokes. Um, kind of makes me think they're going to do that now since it's championship Saturday. Um Man, make that an, a Ring of Honor or Honor Club exclusive. Um, get somebody to give you ten bucks for the dumb thing. Well, and, 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 put a couple and, and, of more matches on there. Put a put a put Bennett Bateman on there that you're doing this week. Um, and, yeah. and and it's almost thirty days to the date of the anniversary show because so you could basically say you know major ramifications for the anniversary show one month out. Right. Join us. Join us on Honor Club. Right. Now they can say, oh, but we're giving it away for free on TV. Eh, you're a business. Make some money. Um, and I'd have given you the 10 bucks, to be honest. But I haven't. Because you haven't given me a reason to. Yeah. And so, so it, may, it may be a little bit premature to kind of project where we think the anniversary show would be going, maybe outside of a Matt Taven Vincent match, because that's been like the most, I think, the slowest burning you know, issue kind of over since the reboot started. Uh, yeah. I think I think after Championship Saturday, though, we'll probably have a pretty good direction about where things are going. I would think so. I would think so. Um, I would love also at the 19th anniversary show for them to kick off since it couldn't get done there. It would be nice if it finished there. But um, <clears throat> if you can, and maybe the fact that a number of their, their ladies are um, international talents is why they haven't. Um, but they were going to kick off the Ring of Honor Women's Championship Tournament, obviously, shortly after the pandemic started. That all got canceled. I, I'm looking forward to that coming back. Um, although, if they need to wait until they can get enough talented women involved, because some of them are, are overseas, then wait. That's fine. I'm I'm good. Don't don't fill it with people that don't that aren't going to make it seem really good. Um, but I'd love to see it come back at some point. Um, maybe they're waiting until Session Moth and, and Kellyanne and those folks can get in. Um, they've still used Kellyanne in some videos on their week-by-week -week show. Um, so at least she's still being introduced a little bit to people who watch week-by-week. -week. Um, but... Well, and, and to that end, like, even even a 30-second callback to, to promoting week-by-week on the TV show would be a good idea because I know that you've been really consistent in watching week by week. I haven't. Right. Um, and it's not that I don't want to, but it's one of those things that's out of sight, out of mind. And I subscribe to the ring of honor YouTube. I, but like if I go to YouTube, I'm typically going there for like a music video and putting that on while I'm cooking, you know, or, or, you know, if I'm not listening to like, you know, Spotify or Pandora and I want to hear a specific song, that's what I go to YouTube for. Right. So Which two spot monkeys available on Spotify. Sorry. Uh, it's all good. I listen through Apple. Okay. Also available on Apple and Google and many other places. Uh, Got to get the cheap plugs in when we can, Tom. Absolutely. <laughs> Not available on Pandora, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think podcasts really apply on Pandora. Well, good conversation around Ring of Honor. Uh, we are almost an hour into this, which has been kind of our, uh, our time, but we still have head-head to go through. But... Thanks to WWE 
it won't take terribly long because we can't be bothered to put together a full card more than three days before a show. Well, it doesn't feel like an hour to me. So I hope for listeners, it doesn't feel like an hour to you either. I hope, I hope we've uh, helped you uh, do whatever you're doing, working out, making a meal, doing housework. Absolutely. Whatever that might car, be. Whatever you're doing. Um, absolutely. I, I hope it hasn't felt that long. And I hope our head head doesn't feel, you know, onerous as well. Um there have been five matches announced for Elimination Chamber. We're only going to pick four because one of them is fairly clearly not happening or not happening in the way that it was originally announced. Um, so we're going to pick four matches, which really doesn't... And and figuring that we're going to be at least the same on one of them, probably two, um, doesn't give a lot of wiggle room for uh, movement in our head-to-head. But uh, what we have to decide first, Tom... Um, well, I guess we don't have to decide until after we talk about the Raw Women's title because that's the match we're not picking. Um, but maybe we should just decide it now so that we don't forget, uh, is who picks first in head-to-head. Uh, you want to do an online coin flip? I think that's all we should do. Yeah, I, you know, and, and again, for anyone who chose to spend your time with us on YouTube this week, you'll notice I still am just an avatar. Uh, but that is going to be resolved. Uh, not that you tune in just to look at me, but if you do, thank you. Uh, I'll be back in living color and not an avatar next week. But yes, I think uh, I think uh, I was going to actually do a physical coin flip, but you know I could lie over here. You could hear the coin hit, but then I'd be like, whatever, whatever, whatever you say, it's not. And not that I would ever do that to you, Jim. Of course not. Of course not. Well, I tell you what, Tom. Uh, there it is. It's a not a. It's a coin. It's what I found. Um, so, uh, do we, we just want to say heads is one of us, tails is the other, or do we want to call it? Uh, Tom, you're on mute. Darn dogs. I'm going to call tails. <laughs> you're going to call tails. I heard Tom say he's going to call tails. Uh, yes, so, so, sorry. I I, th- I thought you were confirming what I said without me having to confirm. So oh, yes. my my apologies. Not a problem. According to this, uh, there have been over two million total flips on this coin, and fifty point oh two percent have come up heads. So this could be in my favor. Let's see. Here we go with the flip. Heads, heads. It is. So I will go ahead and pick first when we get to the matches. Uh, let me get rid of that screen there for those of us, those who are watching on YouTube. Um, so I'll pick first when we get to the matches, but let's just chat first about this Raw Women's title match. So it was supposed to be Asuka. Asuka? Asuka? What? Okay, <laughs> I don't know who that was. Um, Osgard. Osgard, yeah, that's right. Thor's, Thor's coming next. Of Osgard. Uh, <laughs> Asuka defending versus Lacey Evans, uh, who had won that opportunity a week or two ago. Uh, with that DQ win over Charlotte Flair. However, Lacey Evans announced on Monday night that she is pregnant, which apparently is a real thing. Um, she really is pregnant in real life. They're obviously working it into the storyline uh, with her and Charlotte and Rick and cast thousands. Um, so Lacey Evans not going to be working this match on Sunday, obviously being pregnant, um, not going to be working in the ring for quite some time. Uh I would say the better part of the next year, we're going to not have Lacey around, uh, at least in the ring. Maybe we'll see her, 
you know, causing havoc for Charlotte still, although that's going to be a little hard if Charlotte can never get her hands on Lacey kind of thing. So unfortunately that storyline might just kind of go the way of the Dodo bird. Uh, maybe Rick will find a new muse though, to lead to the title. Um, could it be Tom? Is this the spot for Peyton Royce? <laughs> the storyline finally uh, plays out. Like, or is that, was that what we're saying? Like, I, I mean, Peyton is Lacey's tag partner, so it's not even that big of a stretch. I I don't have a you, you know what? We had a better chance of that coin flip coming up heads than we do about picking who's gonna face Asuka on Sunday. Uh we had a better chance of that coin landing on its side, even on <laughs> figuring out WWE booking. <laughs> oh man. Um you know what, to be really honest, I I I would love if they actually had Charlotte challenge here. Um because I think that it would help give us some definitiveness heading towards WrestleMania or, or, or it would help build us in a way with some definition towards WrestleMania. That's about as good as I, that's about as good as I can say. I, I don't, I don't even know. Um, I, I don't like, I, I mean, and, and going back to the whole Lacey Evans is truly pregnant. She didn't get in the ring on Monday. So it was Peyton Royce the entire time. So that's obviously safe for her in that way. Right. I don't I don't know. I just don't know. This whole thing is just poor 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 Charlotte Flair. You are the queen, and this is what you are resigned to. You know, for everybody who screams and yells that Charlotte's always in the title picture and Charlotte's always getting title shots and Charlotte blah 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 blah. Okay. You know, I mean, she's doing this right now. Um, granted, Asuka is somewhat involved in this, and, and it probably ends up leading towards, you know, you and I have both kind of said we we see Charlotte Asuka probably at Mania, um, probably with Bianca going against Sasha Banks, which, and maybe they'll add it on SmackDown, but it sure seemed like maybe we were going to get a Sasha and Bianca versus Shayna and Nia match um, for Elimination Chamber. Now, given that they've already announced a women's tag title match for two weeks on NXT. I don't know. Maybe we see this. Maybe we don't. You could still do it because you just say, well, if Sasha and Bianca win, then they're going to go defend the tag titles in NXT. Uh, it's actually not hard booking people. Um, and maybe that does get added. I don't know. But um, since we both see Asuka, Charlotte, I, I think Charlotte is involved in this somehow. Or they just drop their all women's title from Elimination Chamber altogether and we pretend it never happened. Um, well, the one thing I will say is, and, and this could have gotten brought up in our NXT talk, I really actually thought that the way they set up that match between arguably two heel teams, and it actually looked like they were, whether whether they are or not, turned Raquel and, and Dakota babyface for that match, at least. Well, and and, and, and it gets on, it's on their home turf, so they should be the, the, the babyfaces, if you will. Um, that actually has me excited to see. I know that wasn't what we both picked and kind of whatnot, when we talk to kind of what may come after that, uh, it's set up to be interesting. Again, and, and again, they're they're loading the deck on the sixth because they're competing with you know competing with Shaq of all things. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that, that's a whole other conversation. Maybe we'll get into some of that next week. Um, 
but uh, yeah, and and maybe shame on us for not. Um, it, it's probably bad that we had our first women's Dusty Cup ever, and neither of us picked that as one of our big three things. Um, oops. Um, great match as well, and kudos to Dakota and Raquel. You and I didn't see that coming, um, but I agree they did. They did kind of. They they're the baby faces against Nia and Shayna at least. Um, I doubt that that's going to stay babyface beyond that, but um, I, I agree that I thought they set that up better than they set up the MSK tag title match. To be perfectly honest, um, MSK kind of being the goofballs eating popcorn in the back, watching the the ladies um, have their spat. I didn't think worked as well as what they did with the ladies. Um, so, but that's neither here nor there. I, I, I agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, I think that it it maybe more it fits more so in the MSK characters, but they did kind of look like goofs in a in a way. Like, and that's not necessarily bad because I think they are kind of like they talk about right. them being the, themselves being the outcasts, um, or like that outside the norm. And you know, you like you could you could see that without too much of a stretch. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Raw Women's Title Match, something might happen, something might not happen. Who knows? We're not picking it. We're gonna talk about it next week, I mean, or we, we may not. Actually, it may not be part of our three big things. But it, it, you know, WWE, here's your challenge: give us something to talk about. Right, right. It'll be, it'll be something comes Sunday. Well, let's go to the first match that uh, I think is happening still. <laughs> it's still on WWE site. Man, this might be a really fun one to score at the end of the day. Um, the U.S. title match between Bobby Lashley defending against Riddle and Keith Lee. Uh, Keith Lee strangely absent from Monday Night Raw on Monday. Don't know if there's an injury or a medical thing going on there, or I got to believe it wasn't just terrible booking decision to not have him on the show, although I wouldn't totally put that past them. Um, yeah, it was just a little weird that he wasn't there Monday. So there there must be a reason. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's reasons for these things usually. Um, but hopefully that gets cleared up and we're, we're able to still get this three-way match uh, because I've seen Lashley Riddle one-on-one enough, and you would think that's what they would do if we couldn't work on Sunday for some reason, um, that I, I like adding Keith Lee into this uh, mix, although I would, I would rather have had Keith Lee in the Elimination Chamber. We'll talk about that uh, in a couple of minutes, I think, probably, because I think you and I, well, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, um, or maybe it was off-air, I don't remember, but uh, we have some some thoughts on the people that they put into the chamber versus the people they have not put into the chamber. Um, but we're picking what we got, right? So this is what we've got. Bobby Lashley has been a man possessed over the last few months um, and has looked as good as ever. Um, and he looked pretty good when he was in the, the short-term feud with Drew McIntyre a couple of Oh, gosh, probably six or eight months ago now, um, whenever that was. Can't quite remember how long ago that was. But um, Lashley has been on fire, and and I've, I I like me some Bobby Lashley right now. Um, Riddle, you and I both know what Matt Riddle or Riddle is um, capable of in the ring. Yes, he's a goofball in real life, but he's a really good fighter, wrestler, worker, all of that. Um but I just don't, and I said this to you before we started recording, I don't think Vince sees him as anything more than a goofball middle of the road, probably will have a U.S. title run at some point, um, 
maybe not a real long one. I just don't think he sees him as anything. Probably will win a tag title with an oddball partner because, you know, that's what we do with characters like that. Um, I just don't know. And Keith Lee, again, could have a U.S. title run. That'd be all right. But I want bigger things from Keith Lee. I really do. I really want bigger things for Bobby Lashley, too. But I, I'm I'm enjoying his run right now as U.S. champion. Um, so my pick uh, for the first match that we're picking here, since I get the first pick, is going to be Bobby Lashley keeps the title. Yeah, this, um, you know, I, 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 ahead of this conversation today, ahead of us recording this episode, I was really nervous about these picks only because, you know, Raw, unfortunately, has gotten the short end of the stick for me and that I'm not as in tune with the product on Raw. And to a lesser extent on SmackDown lately, just because as we talked about earlier, you know, finite time, finite opportunity to watch everything I want to watch. Um, and I haven't even gone through and just said, okay, let me watch it on a fast forward and just so I'm visually seeing what happens and then maybe pausing it or and playing it to catch like, you know, you know, the, the, the crux of the story that hasn't even happened. Um, I wish these three were in the main event. I wish these three were in the chamber match. I think that they're all, I would like them all there better. I, I understand why we're getting a United States title match. They should be putting title matches as marquee matches on big events like Elimination Chamber um, and the like. The issue with Lashley and Riddle shouldn't be ongoing still. It was pretty dominant in the favor of Lashley. I don't know why they chose to keep him here because I think it would be more intriguing to see Lashley versus Keith Lee. There'd be a little bit more of a mystique around the match and the outcome. I don't see either guy winning here now. Um, if I did, I think Lee, Lee would be the one I'd favor, but I don't think they're pulling the trigger. And it goes back to like what you said, where in the heck has he been? He's been inconsistent on Raw. And we talked before we even recorded today just about kind of the lineage of Keith Lee um, or the story of Keith Lee since he was coming off of a red-hot NXT run. He had the first 60 days on Raw were really in the mix. Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, a lot of stuff. And then it's been super slow and super staggered. So um, my, my pick to retain is Bobby, Bobby Lashley as well. Um, I, let's hope that by the time we get to WrestleMania, there's, there's someone who is truly worthy. And maybe it's Riddle or maybe it's Lee. I can't imagine it's Riddle. Um, or maybe it's someone else that emerges as the challenger for the U.S. title. And, and, and then maybe at WrestleMania, we see a title change. But Lashley's done really, really well in this in this role. Um, if you can't have the world title, cause that's Drew's spot. And I, and I'm not arguing with that. This has been a really like, he's in my opinion, Lashley's made this title more meaningful in the last, he's had it since August. I think when he beat Apollo Cruz, um, the last six months, then, then, then I think it's ever been before. Well, I'm sorry. In WWE, in recent history, let's not go that far back. <laughs> Careful. Lex Luger and Dusty Rhodes would like to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. So we both have Lashley on that one. Uh, the next match, Tom, you're getting the first pick for the WWE title elimination chamber match. Drew McIntyre defends versus Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston, not the Miz. 
And that's all good. Like I actually, you know, I think when we talked about this a little bit a week ago and we kind of drew the line in the sand between this match and what would become the SmackDown men's match, I kind of really named this is kind of like the old hat outside of Drew McIntyre and SmackDown appeared to be like the newer generation. And I don't know that you can call that apples to apples comparison, but, you know, Orton's been around for over 20 years. Hardy's been around for over 20 years. Sheamus has been around for the better part of the last 15 or so years. Kofi has too, but he doesn't seem that old. Um, so that's, that's a, I don't know, and maybe maybe he's younger by proxy, and I don't know all of the, the ages of everyone. And AJ is older, but again, in the WWE lexicon, he's not kind of maybe as old as as he actually is in real age. So this is this this is not an, an intended dig. It's just, I think, a funny statement to make. This is like the senior citizen elimination chamber uh, of, of what we're getting on Sunday. And yeah, we'll put Ric Flair into the dumb thing. Right, right. I would, I would love to. I would have loved to have seen them go a different route. But I think that they're using this match as a mechanism for a number of stories that they want to tell as we get towards WrestleMania. Um, and, and maybe, and maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's not. Maybe they're just looking ahead to Fastlane, which is a month after Sunday. Um, I think we both agree that Drew McIntyre Sheamus as a singles has draw has 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 a level of interest that should be there. Outside of that, unless you want to go with Kofi, Kofi Mania Part Two um, and try to tell that story, which I don't think they're trying to do. I don't know how else or what else that you want to do here or how you want to connect emotionally with any of these people. I hope that we get the Fiend. I hope that that's. How is that he involves himself in some way or the aura of himself involves himself in Randy Orton's story on Sunday? That being said, outside of a a crazy one-month title change, which I don't see happening, Drew McIntyre is the winner in this match on Sunday. And he retains building to maybe a, a rematch that comes as a result of this where someone claims that they should have been the champion and McIntyre grants their wish. And 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 maybe that leads to mania, or maybe that's a one-off at fast lane, and then we get a, a true title match at mania. Yeah, I. Where is Damian Priest? Why is Keith Lee not not in this match? Why is Bobby Lashley not in this? We, we we've kind of talked about that in the last match too. Um, Okay, so in, in looking at this, Randy Orton clearly is is continuing with the fiend. Obviously, I think we're headed for the big blow off at that at Mania. Um, works for me. Uh, I liked that. I, I like. I kind of liked uh, that. So the gauntlet match uh, on Monday night on Raw, uh, which I know you didn't you didn't see, Tom. Um, the aura of the fiend or or Alexa at least um, caused the distraction that allowed Orton to get counted out and eliminated from the the gauntlet made sense um we're continuing that story we're finding a way to get orton out without probably just pinning him clean um although orton can take a clean pin it's not going to hurt him at this point like you said he's been around for 150 years um he's fine but that worked so orton's not winning the title here Uh, you know there's a little piece of me that says orton wins the title edge challenges orton we get to our orton edge but the orton fiend thing would have to be done for that to make any sense that makes no sense Jeff Hardy's not winning the world title at this point. Nobody thinks that. Why is he even in there? Um, it just makes no sense. 
uh, Kofi Mania. I'm I'm curious if there's any reason other than just a creative change to pull the Miz out of this match. Um, you know, the Miz has these. He's the the Jekyll and Hyde character, if ever there was one right now in WWE, and that he's this goofball idiot with Morrison, and they do goofy skits, and they do, you know, correct and all that crap. And then all of a sudden, you know, he turns into an I'm the Miz, and I'm going to win the world title, and blah. Um, you know, why wouldn't you want two shots at the title? Um I, I guess he's saying, you know, that he's going to sit back and wait. And when somebody's destroyed after an Elimination Chamber match, he's going to cash in maybe. Um, but interesting that they went to Kofi again. Um, if this was for a title shot at WrestleMania, like it was a couple of years back with Kofi, I think there might be more story to tell in could Kofi actually win this thing? And would they do that again? But Kofi's not beating Drew for the title on Sunday. Um Drew McIntyre and Sheamus is clearly the program. I expect that Drew McIntyre and Sheamus will be the WrestleMania WWE title match. Um, This is a way to maybe prolong it a little bit. But with zero question in my mind, Drew McIntyre wins this match. Um, And Styles isn't winning the world title either. They'll do something else with Styles. Um, Interesting. Uh, Braun Strowman reappeared on Monday night and tried to bully Adam Pearson to putting him into this match and said that uh, if he didn't, you know, there would be ramifications. So does Braun show up at somehow in this match? Um, It almost seemed to me two weeks ago. I I think they might be angling towards Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. I think I can't think of another match I'd rather see less. But I think where they're going, Tom. Oh, my. Uh, there's just, you know, both the way they've done this with Braun being upset at Chain and um, it could be. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but they're going to they're going to complete that raw underground circle, whether we want them to or not. <laughs> right. Come heck or high water. Um, and and almost is now busy with AJ. So he's not even going to be involved in this. Um Probably better than us seeing almost versus Braun at Mania, because um, almost he, he uh, was it Kofi. I think he kind of choke slammed on Monday, and again, like he holds him up here for ten minutes. It felt like, and then he dropped him on the other side of the barrier, and it was like, let me set you down as though I were putting a baby in the crib. Um, <laughs> He's got to find a way to, like, I understand a guy his size probably also has to be careful that he doesn't kill somebody. <laughs> um, but you got, you, like, that's wrestling, right? You got to find a way to make it look devastating without actually killing the guy. Um, the couple of moves I've seen so far from that guy, he's got a lot of learning to do yet, um, which is probably why he's just big guy standing on the outside of the ring, almost as tall as the top rope when he's standing on the floor. Um, I mean, he's got size. Don't get me wrong. He could be an attraction, but. Don't put him in the ring yet unless he's ready. And from what I've seen so far, I have no desire to see that. Anyways, totally getting into a side. I do expect almost to do something freakishly strong with the chamber, rip chains off, or I don't know. He's going to do something, hopefully to look cool. But um, there will be some power spot with almost trying to help AJ Styles punching through the pod or something. Um, The next match... 
I get the first pick on. Jeez, we've had, we've done two matches. Why can't I keep up with <laughs> doing the picks here? Uh, the next match is the we're going to talk about the elimination chamber for the universal title shot later on that evening or directly. Um, you and I both kind of I think feel that most likely the winner of this elimination chamber is going to get his title shot three seconds later uh, when Roman comes out uh, to take advantage of the situation, which makes sense. I love the way they set this up on SmackDown last last week uh, with Paul Heyman saying that the contract only states Roman Reigns has to defend the title at the Elimination Chamber, not in the Elimination Chamber. The wording of things has been really important in the story with Roman lately, uh, and especially when they're dealing with Adam Pierce. So I thought this was another great step in that storytelling, actually playing off of things that they've been, you know, cards subject to change and those kinds of wording that they've used. Um, Good storytelling with the Roman Reigns, which is what infuriates me when they do terrible storytelling with everybody else. Like, you clearly know how to do it. Do it more. Um, It shouldn't be hard, but it is. Uh, But this match is Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro versus Sami Zayn versus King Corbin versus Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso. I don't have as much of a problem with the six that we have in this match. Um, Bryan, you know, he and, and Reigns have had kind of a simmering thing going on uh i think you and i both have been hoping that brian would get the wrestlemania shot but it sure is starting to feel a little bit more like it's going to be edge especially if mcintyre sheamus um ends up being the wwe title match then obviously we're going to edge roman reigns at mania so does brian get a shot here or does he get a shot at fast lane perhaps or does he get a shot here and at fast lane because of the way that things play out here i don't We'll see in a minute how I pick. Um, Cesaro, they've done a really nice job building lately. Um, Be interesting to see if it ever leads anywhere or if it's just, you know, one of those pushes that they do every once in a while where they push a guy and then they kind of forget that they were pushing him. Uh, Sami Zayn, obviously, is is wrapped up in the Intercontinental title situation um, and is just a great, annoying heel. Um, You just want to see Sami get his tail kicked. He's doing his job great. King Corbin, obviously, same kind of way. You want to see him get beat up because he's a jerk um and is embroiled with the mysterios kevin owens obviously has had his feud with with uh with uso with reigns and i think jay uso is interesting in that if jay uso wins does he does the desire for the world the universal title overtake his loyalty to roman reigns i think there's a story you could tell there um so to me, it's really between two. I, I think it's between Daniel Bryan and Jay Uso uh, for winning this match. I think if Uso is going to turn back babyface, and I'm not sure that you should do that yet because he hasn't been a heel that long. Uh, I think Mania would be the better spot to do something like that. And I just, I just don't think there's enough time to do everything you would need to do to have Uso win this here and make it interesting. So I'm going to go Daniel Bryan. They did bring up that Daniel Bryan has won, I think, two Elimination Chambers before on Friday night. Um, So I'm going to go Daniel Bryan here, um, and we'll talk about what happens in the next, you know, when he gets his title shot in a little bit. But I'm going to go Daniel Bryan to win the Chamber. Yeah, I love this match on paper. I love all of the competitors in it. I know, like, it's it's doesn't skew as old as the participants in the in the other chamber match, and again we're not here to 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 to, to nitpick that to death. 
but I am going to name it sometimes. And I think that it's just a, such a stark contrast because outside of Chris Jericho and AEW, the, they trend to be so young. Uh, you know, when I think of MJF and Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy and other guys that are promoted and focused on and featured, it's 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 too stark to not to not observe. It's been really interesting on SmackDown watching all of these guys interact and 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 there's kind of tie-ins and lead-ins and and crossovers to to not a great extent but to a smaller extent you know i think daniel bryan cesaro being like the biggest one and cesaro could be a dark horse here but i don't know that it's it's a chance yet for him to face and, and challenge roman um unless they really just want to do a one-off and have kind of a big hope spot um opportunity which i think that would be I, I agree with your opinion. I, I do believe we are getting Edge and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. The more the more I've thought about it, the more I've, I've, I've reflected on our conversations that we've had here, the more I've kind of like looked at the roster and, and, and watched the TVs that I've watched. That's kind of the direction I think they're going to go for sure almost. And because I thought that originally that, that was going to be Daniel Bryan's spot, it makes me think, okay, so here's how you get Daniel Bryan his opportunity. He wins the chamber after being brutalized. And I know that I kind of told you this in theory before we recorded. I see Daniel Bryan as winning one of the first two in the in the chamber match and lasting all the way until the end. And then when Daniel Bryan wins, he's been in there for 40 minutes. And then it's easy pickings for Roman Reigns. That being said, he still gets an opportunity and he, he appears that he could. But then Roman Reigns gets the Duke. Um, so I'm almost giving away two picks in one. Uh, so Brian's my pick. pick on that anyway, so. Sure, yeah. Brian, Brian's my pick to win, but then Roman retains. But by way of that, it's going to give us a true singles match of Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns at Fastlane. And then they'll tease that out saying the winner, or maybe they won't have Edge be involved at that point. Maybe they'll basically say, you know, Edge will make his decision on the Monday following or the week following Fastlane, which is just so weird because. Fastlane being on the 21st of March and WrestleMania being on the 10th of April. That's not a lot of time. That's no. not a lot of time to promote a main event. Now, granted, people who are going to buy tickets when, as they're allowed to buy tickets are not buying it for a match. People who are going to participate and watch this with the Peacock transition, I'm going to guess pay-per-view isn't even on the radar as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a key drawing uh, threshold anymore. You know, their goal is they're making their money off of either people who get Peacock for free and already are paying for that service by way of a different relationship, or they're going to subscribe to Peacock, and that's where they're going to get their money. So Daniel Bryan, winner of the six-man, can't wait. It's, it's, it's the match I'm most looking forward to on Sunday, uh, and then Roman Reigns retains. Well, and, and for WWE's end of things, it doesn't matter how many people. Like, they have their money from Peacock. It's it's a licensing deal. That's um, it. Yep. So Peacock is the one who wants to make sure um, that things get uh, pushed well, so that they get the subscribers. Um, since they're doling out a billion dollars over five years for this. Well, and um, so can we just park there for one second? So then, so then the question becomes: because you got all this money in rights fees, what's going to be the motivation in the next three to five years to develop or build new stars? and not rely on the tropes of Lesnar, Goldberg, you name him. I mean, the, the only, the only motivation I see is if Peacock starts 
somehow starts losing subscribers that they somehow identify as WWE that are subscribing solely for WWE. Um, and there's some pressure there. The, the desire you have is that you can get another billion dollars in five years um, or more. I don't know that it matters anymore that stars get built the way it, the, that I think it should matter because streaming right now, streaming apps like Peacock are so starved for live streaming options, especially sports, which wrestling falls under, um, <clears throat> even if it's predetermined and all of that. Spoiler alert. Sorry, folks. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they want that live streaming stuff, the destination viewing kinds of things like wrestling pay-per-views, like WrestleMania, uh, like the NFL, like, you know, the, the fact that the NFL still doesn't have a good streaming option outside of DirecTV is, I mean, I know they've been locked in a contract, but a little bit mind-numbing um, that there isn't an option beyond that. Uh, WWE has, has had their own option and now has licensed it and made a whole crap ton of money and has laid the onus on Peacock to get subscribers, even though, yes, the content that, that WWE Friday will help with that. Um, yeah, from a financial standpoint, what, what motivation do they have? Not much, to be perfectly honest, not much, um, which is terrifying at some level. No, I'm sorry. Do you have do you have stock at all in WWE? I don't. Okay. I I, I always wrestle with, and I know it's like I don't know, fifty four dollars a share or whatever number it is. And I you know I I, feel, I don't I don't know enough about the stock market um, because if I did I would have done Cameron Grimes on GameStop and I, <laughs> you know I wouldn't be I wouldn't be working anymore. Um, I, I always I always kind moon. of I, I always like in my mind go I should buy some WWE stock. But I don't even know, like, if I have to, like, buy, like, 10 shares or, you know, and, and 10, 10 shares, that's, you know, $600, give or take, right? And I don't, you know, unless I can find a way to somehow trick my wife into the next time we get a stimulus going, hey, it'd be a really great idea for me to buy WWE stock, um, which I don't foresee happening. Um, I, I I just don't have, like, my own disposable income in that space to to, to dive into that pool. But 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 I asked that question, and then I and and I pose that just general idea because you know I I don't think with the way that the licensing as you named it very appropriately they're licensing deals you know they're billion dollar rights licensing deals you would think that that's going to be a good return on investment for investors over time. You you would think so, and and that maybe is the one motivation is to make sure that they're keeping the investors happy, keeping the stock price you know, at least where it is, if not grow it. Um, yeah, I too have thought about it a few times buying stock. Um, and again, I, I know probably about the same level you do about the stock market, or again, I'd be Cameron Grimes as well. Um, I've thought about buying one stock. I, I think you can. Um, and, and I know there's people right now listening to us yelling at their radio, their phone, their whatever radio. Do people have radios? Um, <laughs> However, they're listening to us um, because they know a lot more about the stock market than you and I do. Um, if our friend Greg is listening to this, he's just shaking his head at us right now for our lack of knowledge. Um, they have it on their they have it on their Bluetooth in their car, and that's how they're listening to it. Through there you the go. Radio. That's how I listen to podcasts uh, for the most part. Uh, but uh, 
yeah, I've thought about it, but haven't yeah. haven't done it either. You know, and if you only buy one share, then you get you know that quarterly dividend of twelve cents sent to you every quarter. So hey, cool. Um, well, here's here's the challenge, listeners. Um, Jim, Jim and I would appreciate very much if for you to purchase a stock in our name and then share that with us, and that will be how we um, communicate with you about our experience as stockholders. Yes, absolutely. Gifts of stock are always appreciated. Um, WWE would be great. And then if you can find the next GameStop thing uh, where we could become billionaires, we will definitely thank you on air, at least, uh, if you help us become billionaires. Uh, maybe even more. So Universal Title Match, Tom, you've already kind of made your pick. Roman Reigns over uh, Daniel Bryan. And uh, Tom, we're going to be tied when, when this show ends because you and I are our chalk on this uh, all the way through, I believe. Um, I Yeah, Roman Reigns is keeping the title. He's not losing the belt at the Elimination Chamber. Um, if he loses it, it anytime soon, it will be WrestleMania. And I'm not even convinced that that's happening. We'll talk more about that as we get closer to April. Um, he's not losing it. And, it. and when he loses it, I hate to say it, but it's none of those six guys that are going to end up winning it from him. Um, Brian would be the only one, honestly, in that six that I would even give a greater than 0% chance, and it would be a small chance, even at that, um, to be the one who beats him. So I, I'm not sure who it is. I kind of hope it's not Edge, to be perfectly honest, because I just don't... I, I think you can make somebody by having them beat Roman Reigns now. A Cesaro would be a great option for that. Big E would be a great option for that. Um, Edge doesn't need it. So I, But that's a WrestleMania pick. We'll talk more about that in April. Um, yeah, Reigns is winning the Universal title. There's not a lot to say about it. I expect him to pick the bones. I, too, have had the exact same thought you did, that I think he picks the bones here, and then they do some sort of an angle, whether it's Adam Pierce on SmackDown saying, you know, Brian didn't get a fair shot, so he's getting a shot at Fastlane, or Brian earns a shot at Fastlane by winning a gauntlet, winning a match, winning a something, um, lasting 10 minutes with Roman Reigns. I don't know, something. Um I think Brian probably gets a shot at fast lane in a straight up one-on-one -on -one match uh, too. So you and I are both thinking the same direction on that, which either means we're brilliant or we're dead wrong. <laughs> um, so, and if, and if WWE keeps uh, giving us, you know, such minuscule announced cards before these shows, we may have to start like saying, Hey, you, you pick a match and I pick a match and, if we're right, we get the point. And if we're wrong, we get like just to entice our our pick on. I'm just I'm joking on that seriously. But I do know that we will we will not be. I expect that we will not be identical when we get to AEW Revolution, which will be the follow up uh, event after this next one. So either way, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to come back next week and do three big things. And uh, I hope that we both have four wins. Absolutely, and and I. I think we will, or I wouldn't have made those picks. Um, I guess I feel that way at the end of every one of our shows. But um, that all being said, a blast as always. Uh, anything else? We've gone uh, Broadway and a half here today, uh, our longest episode in a little bit anyways. Uh, but a lot of things to talk about. Hopefully we've kept you entertained along the way. Tom, anything we need to hit before we uh, sign off for the week? Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, hopefully, again, like I said, at the hour mark, hopefully it didn't feel like an hour. Now, hopefully it doesn't feel like 90 minutes. And uh, enjoy Elimination Chamber if you watch or enjoy whatever you're going to watch this weekend. And uh, we look forward to catching back up with you all next week. 
Absolutely. Everybody stay warm, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, we will talk to you next week right here on Two Spot Monkeys Live. Have a great weekend, everybody.